We are still carrying all the assessments and so on. We have our teams in uh, the hubs that we have here in Syria, in Halab, in Aleppo, in, uh, in other governorates. Up to now, we know that the needs are huge and uh, the destruction level is quite important. The area which is just next to the border with Turkey suffered from the same level, from the same earthquake that uh, hit uh, Gaziantep. So uh, you you can imagine that the place had already been suffering from 11 years of uh, crisis and war and uh, the whole city suffered. So we know that we have people there uh, actually not being able to go back to their houses, not being able to go to their shelters, and they're being sheltered in many schools and mosques and churches in that area. So the situation is very difficult, and we are still getting our assessments tomorrow. Actually, the team is moving from Aleppo uh, to support the team in Ladakia uh, and assess the, the impact of the um, earthquake. Uh, we have the the impact on the people, uh, the, the ones now who are not capable of going back to their houses, and they're actually in many, many cases, they're spending the nights in the open, a very uh, in freezing situation and cold and, and snow. And we have also the impact on the infrastructure. It's quite heavy. The water supplies now are being uh, interrupted in many areas, and then uh, the people used to uh, depend on those uh, tanks of water that are elevated, and many of them need either repair or replacement. Reservoirs in the area of Ladqiya have been also affected, so in some cracks and might collapse. I mean, uh, some 40-plus buildings have collapsed and others are uh, actually might also collapse. So that shows you the impact. And we are trying to do all all of our work. We are already working in terms of delivering assistance and food and medical supplies and uh, blankets and clothes for winter, winter clothes, jackets, sheets in extremely difficult situations, as I just mentioned, in terms of logistics, but also in terms of freezing, freezing cold. So uh, the, when you look at the people themselves, you have kids are scared, traumatized. They don't want to go back to, to their houses and uh, they need help in terms of support, in terms of uh, that kind of support they need also in case of uh, these uh, traumatic situations. We are also suffering in terms of the uh, search and uh, rescue. And that's uh, because of the lack of the equipment, a lack of uh, fuel, uh, the logistics and all that stuff. But our teams are trying hard to do whatever they can to, to address those needs now. What is the focus of the UN operations at this stage? We are both trying to coordinate and make sure that we are doing the right thing and coordinate with the others to avoid duplication and uh, that we are also addressing the, the needs, the most urgent needs now. At the same time, we are delivering assistance in terms of food and non-food items, in terms of medical supplies, in terms of uh, uh, support to uh, those uh, shelters, in providing blankets, providing clothes. At the same time, uh, there are efforts to bring more medical supplies, and the WHO is bringing uh, two planes from their warehouse in Dubai. Uh, WFP is providing food, the ready-to-eat rations, and also providing uh, uh, warm food, and they're actually serving uh, some 
thousands of people, particularly those who are in the shelters and the, and the schools. I think uh, we have some 70 or 80 schools that are used as shelters, and we are trying to provide those with, with whatever uh, support they need. UNFPA providing also dignity kits. UNICEF is helping with the assessment and also with bringing the attention to the needs of, uh, of the kids. UNHCR also providing uh, what is needed as shelter and, uh, and supplies for the people. And we were lucky to have all these uh, with the food and non-food items that were available already in the warehouses, not for this, but for the crisis that has been going on in Syria for the last 12 years. And that's what we have been using. We are trying to get some more support. We will get the flash appeal in a couple of days. Uh, there are contacts with uh, the, our partners, uh, the donors, to actually get some more resources. But in addition to this, in the places where we are working, there are overcrowded hospitals, overcrowded shelters. Uh, in a period of uh, where cholera is just still there, and then uh, there's risk to see some need to, to bring more medical support to address those. And what are the limitations and challenges that you are facing on the ground right now? Okay, we have a, a very good team that is on the ground working. We had our own networks working in that area. And the limitations are uh, just the limitations related to the uh, logistics, to the roads, to uh, the, the coordination between uh, different areas. For example, we had to wait for a day or a day and a half before getting to the Ladeqiya and uh, Tartus and so on to communicate with them. Fuel, for example, is a big issue we have here. Uh, Syria was already struggling with the, the situation of fuel. There was not enough fuel in the country. And now we need more fuel to be able to get the, to wherever we want to, to go and, and uh, get the, the support and assistance to the people in need. Then you have the cold weather and the snow and the freezing, which makes it difficult to work when it gets cold after six or seven. So these are the, the main difficulties we have. Uh, we know that we are working in an area that was already an area of conflict and is still an area of conflict. So we have to find ways and means to avoid that and still get to the people and get uh, to serve uh, those people in need.